0: Let's see. Okay, I had a little glitch there. I'm sorry. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference Call. We read from a text of A Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading in the Manual for Teachers with section 14, How will the world end, and section 15 is each one to be judged in the end. We're also mindful of our lesson today, lesson 353. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose, to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. And by way of opening this morning, I found this beautiful little blessing from Pierre Prev- Pretervand. <laughs> Uh, it's in his book um, 365 blessings with which to bless the world and this is so perfect for today goes like this may you infinite love shine as me that I may be so you that all those whom I encounter may experience me as your radiant presence your unconditional love and forgiveness. May they no longer see me, but only, only, only you. Infinite love shine as me. Amen.
1: That was perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Lord.
0: Yeah. Oh, I do love finding these every morning. Thanks, you guys, for the opportunity. And so, here's our reading list this morning. We have Fran, Charles, Robin Marie, Donna, Micah, and Judy. And we're joined in listening this morning with Patricia, Ida, Lemoine, and Roz. Have I missed anyone that would like to sing a morning or be on the reading list?
3: Morning, this is Sandra. I'll be
0: listening. Morning, Sandra. All righty. Okay, so we take it up again in the Manual for Teachers with section 14. How will the world end? Can what has no beginning really end? The world will end in an illusion as it began, yet will its ending be an illusion of mercy? the illusion of forgiveness complete excluding no one limitless in gentleness will cover it hiding all evil concealing all sin and ending guilt forever so ends the world that guilt had made for now it has no purpose and is gone the father of illusions is the belief that they have a purpose that they serve a need or gratify a want Perceived as purposeless, they are no longer seen. Their uselessness is recognized and they are gone. How but in this way are all illusions ended? They have been brought to truth, and truth saw them not. It merely overlooked the meaningless. Fran. Fourteen. How will the world end? Can what has no beginning really end? The world will end in an illusion, as it began, yet will its ending be an illusion of mercy. The illusion of forgiveness, complete, excluding no one, limitless, in gentleness, will cover it, hiding all evil, concealing all sin, and ending guilt forever. So ends the world that guilt has made, for now it has no purpose and is gone. The father of illusions is the belief that they have a purpose, that they serve a need or gratify a want. Perceived as purposeless, they are no longer seen. Their uselessness is recognized and they are gone. How but in this way are all illusions ended? They have been brought to truth and truth saw them not. It merely overlooked the meaningless. Two, until forgiveness is complete, The world does have a purpose. It becomes the home in which forgiveness is born and where it grows and becomes stronger and more all-embracing. Here is it nourished, for here it is needed. A gentle Savior born where sin was made and guilt seemed real. Here is his home, for here there is need of him indeed. He brings the ending of the world with him. It is his call, God's teacher's answer, turning to him in silence to receive his word. The world will end when all things in it have been rightly judged by his judgment. The world will end with the benediction of holiness upon it. When not one thought of sin remains, the world is over. It will not be destroyed, nor attacked, nor even touched. It will merely cease to seem to be. Thank you, Fred and Charles.
4: Thank you. Until forgiveness is complete, the world does have a purpose. It becomes the home in which forgiveness is born, and where it grows and becomes stronger and more all-embracing. Here is it nourished, for here. It is needed. Here is it nourished, for here it is needed. A gentle savior, born where sin was made and guilt seemed real. Here in his presence, for here here there is need of him indeed. It is his call, God's teacher's answer. Turning to him in silence to receive his word. The world will end when all things in it have been rightly judged by his judgment. The world will end with his benedictions of holiness upon it. When not one thought of sin remains, the world is over. It will not be destroyed, nor attacked, nor even touched. It will nearly cease to be. Certainly this seems to be a long, long while away, when one not one thought of sin remains, appears to be a long-range goal indeed. But time stands still and waits on the goals of God's teachers. That one thought of sin will remain in the instant any one of them accept atonement for himself. It is not easier to forget, is it? it is not easier to forgive one sin than to forgive all of them. The illusion of orders of difficulty is an obstacle to the teacher of God must learn to pass by and leave behind. One sin perfectly, perfectly forgiven by one teacher of God can make salvation complete. Can you understand this? No, it is No, it is meaningless to anyone here. Yet it is the final lesson in which unity is restored. It goes against all the thinking of the world. So does heaven. Amen. Thank you, Charles and
0: Brother Marie.
5: 3. Certainly, this seems to be a long, long while away. Quote, when not one thought of sin remains, unquote, appears to be a long range goal indeed. But time stands still and waits on the goals of God's teachers. Not one thought of sin will remain the instant any one of them accepts the atonement for himself. It is not easier to forgive one sin. Than to forgive all of them. The illusion of orders of difficulty is an obstacle the teacher of God must learn to pass by and leave behind. One sin perfectly given, forgiven by one teacher of God can make salvation complete. Can you understand this? No, it is meaningless to anyone here. Yet it is the final lesson in which unity is restored. It goes against all the thinking of the world. But so does heaven. Four. The world will end when its thought system has been completely reversed. Until then, bits and pieces of its thinking will still seem sensible. The final lesson which brings the ending of the world cannot be grasped by those not yet prepared to leave the world and go beyond its tiny reach. What, then, is the function of the teacher of God in this concluding lesson? He need merely learn how to approach it, to be willing to go in its direction. He need merely trust that if God's voice tells him it is a lesson he can learn, he can learn it. He does not judge it either as hard or easy. His teacher points to it, and he trusts that he will show him how to learn it. Thank you, Robert Marie
6: and Donna. Four. The world will not end when its thought system has been. The world will end when its thought system has been completely reversed. Until then, bits and pieces of its thinking will still seem sensible. The final lesson which brings the ending of the world cannot be grasped by those not yet prepared to leave the world and go beyond its teeny reach. What then is the function of the teacher of God in this concluding lesson He need merely learn how to approach it to be willing to go in its direction he need merely trust that if God's voice tells him it is a lesson he can learn he can learn it he does not judge it either as hard or easy his teacher points to it, and he trusts that he will show him how to learn it. Five, the world will end in joy because it is a place of sorrow. When joy has come, the purpose of the world has gone. The world will end in peace because it is a place of war. When peace has come, what is the purpose of the world? The world will end in laughter, because it is a place of tears. Where there is laughter, who can longer weep? And only complete forgiveness brings all this to bless the world. In blessing, it departs, for it will not end as it began. To turn hell into heaven. <clears throat> to turn hell into heaven is the function. Of God's teachers, for what they teach are lessons in which heaven is reflected. And now, sit down in true humility and realize that all God would have you do you can do. Do not be arrogant and say to and say you cannot learn his his own curriculum. His word says otherwise. His will be done. It cannot be otherwise. And be ye thankful. It is so.
0: Thank you, Donna. And Micah, if you'd like to pick up that last paragraph and roll right into 15, please.
1: Okay. Um five The world will end in joy because it is a place of sorrow when joy has come the purpose of the world has gone the world will end in peace because it is a place of war when peace has come what is the purpose of the world The world will end in laughter because it is a place of tears. When there is laughter, who can longer weep? And only complete forgiveness brings all this to bless the world. In blessing, it departs, for it will not end as it began. To turn hell into heaven is the function of God's teachers, For what they teach are lessons in which heaven is reflected. And now sit down in true humility and realize that all God would have you do, you can do. Do not be arrogant and say you cannot learn His own curriculum. His word says otherwise. His will be done. It cannot be otherwise. And be you thankful it is so. Fifteen. Is each one to be judged in the end? Indeed, yes. No one can escape God's final judgment. Who could flee forever from the truth? But the final judgment will not come until it is no longer associated with fear. One day each one will welcome it, and on that very day it will be given him. He will hear his sinlessness proclaimed around and around the world, setting it free as God's final judgment on him is received. This is the judgment in which salvation lies. This is the judgment that will set him free. This is the judgment in which all things are freed with him. Time pauses as eternity comes near and silence lies across the world that everyone may hear this judgment of the Son of God. I'll just go on. Holy are you eternal free and whole at peace forever in the heart of God and where is the world and where is sorrow
0: now thank you Micah and Judy if you'd like to do in that section 1 2 and 3 please Okay. Um, indeed, is, excuse me, 15. Is each one to be judged in the end? Indeed, yes. No one can escape God's final judgment. Who could flee forever from the truth? But the final judgment will not come until it is no longer associated with fear each day or one each one day each one will welcome it one day each one will welcome it and on that very day it will be given him he will hear his sinlessness proclaimed around and around the world setting it free as god's final judgment on him is received This is the judgment in which salvation lies. This is the judgment that will set him free. This is the judgment in which all things are freed with him. Time pauses as eternity comes near, and silence lies across the world that everyone may hear this judgment of the Son of God. Holy are you, eternal, free, and whole, at peace forever, in the heart of God. Where is the world, and where is sorrow now? Is this your judgment on yourself, teacher of God? Do you believe that this is wholly true? No, not yet, not yet. But this is still your goal, why you are here. It is your function to prepare yourself to hear this judgment and to recognize that it is true. One instant of complete belief in this, and you will go beyond belief to certainty. One instant out of time can bring time's end. Judge not for you, but judge others yourself, and thus delay this final judgment. What is your judgment of the world, teacher of God? Have you yet learned to stand aside and hear the voice of judgment in yourself? Or do you still attempt to take his role from him? Learn to be quiet, for his voice is heard in stillness. And his judgment comes to all who stand aside in quiet listening and wait for him. Hui. Thank. You. <laughs> Thank you, Judy. Oh, yeah. And would we have a new reader for paragraphs three and four?
7: Harrison, i will overeating. Beautiful.
0: Thank you, Harrison.
7: Is this your judgment on yourself, teacher of God? Do you believe that this is wholly true? No, not yet. Not yet. But this is still your goal while you are here, it is your function to prepare yourself to hear this judgment and to recognize that it is true. One instant of complete belief in this and you will go beyond belief to certainty. One instant out of time can bring time's end, judge not, for you but judge yourself, and thus delay this final judgment. What is your judgment on the world, teacher of God? Have you yet learned to stand aside and hear the voice of judgment in yourself? Or do you still attempt to take His role from Him? Learn to be quiet, for His voice is heard in stillness, and His judgment comes to all who stand aside in quiet listening and wait for Him. Four. You who are sometimes sad and sometimes angry, who sometimes feel your just due is not giving you, and your best efforts meet with lack of appreciation and even contempt. Give up these foolish thoughts They are too small and meaningless to occupy your holy minds an instant longer. God's judgment waits for you to set you free. What can the world hold out to you, regardless of your judgments on its gifts that you would rather give? you will be judged and judged in fairness and in honesty. There is no deceit in God. His promises are sure. Only remember that. His promises have guaranteed that His judgment and His alone will be accepted in the end it is your function to make that end be soon it is your function to hold it to your heart and offer it to all the world to keep it safe amen amen
0: indeed Thank you, Harrison. It's, is there one new reader that would like to finish with paragraph four, please? New reader for paragraph four?
4: Charles is available if you need one.
0: All right, Charles. Thank you.
4: Thank you. You who are sometimes sad and sometimes angry who sometimes feels your just due is not given you or your best efforts meet with lack of appreciation and even contempt. Give up these foolish thoughts. They are too small and meaningless to occupy your holy minds. An instant longer. God's judgment waits for you to set you free. What can the world hold out to you, regardless of your judgments on its gifts that you you would rather have? You will be judged and judged in fairness and in honesty. There is no deceit in God, His promises are sure. Only remember that. His promises have guaranteed that his judgment and his alone will be accepted in the end. It is your function to make that end be soon. It is your function to hold it to your heart and offer it to all the world to keep it safe. Amen.
0: Oh, Amen. Thank you, Charles, and thank you, everyone who read this morning. I'll to touch a few ideas in these two sections. Fourteen, how will the world end? Can what has no beginning really end? The world will end in an illusion as it began. Yet will its ending be an illusion of mercy. From that second paragraph, the world will end when all things in it have been rightly judged by his judgment. The world will end with the benediction of holiness upon it. From that fourth paragraph, the world will end when its thought system has been completely reversed. Until then, bits and pieces of its thinking will still seem sensible. In the fifth paragraph, the world will end in joy, because it is a place of sorrow. When joy has come, the purpose of the world is gone. The world will end in peace, because it is a place of war. When peace has come, what is the purpose of the world? The world will end in laughter, because it is a place of tears, where there is laughter. Who can longer weep? And only complete forgiveness. Brings all this to bless the world. In blessing it departs, for it will not end as it began. To turn heaven I'm sorry, to turn hell into heaven is the function of God's teachers, for what they teach are lessons in which heaven is reflected. And from section fifteen, is each one to be judged in the end? Indeed, yes. No one can escape God's final judgment. Who could flee forever from the truth? But the final judgment will not come until it is no longer associated with fear. One day, each one will welcome it, and on that very day, it will be given him. He will hear his sinlessness proclaimed around and around the world, setting it free as God's final judgment on him is received. Time pauses as eternity comes near and silence lies across the world that everyone may hear this judgment of the Son of God. Holy are you, eternal, free and whole, at peace forever in the heart of God. Where is the world and where is sorrow now? Is this your judgment on yourself, teacher of God? What is your judgment on the world, teacher of God? Have you yet learned to stand aside and hear the voice of judgment in yourself? Or do you still attempt to take his role from him? Learn to be quiet, for his voice is heard in stillness, and his judgment comes to all who stand aside in quiet listening and wait for him. And in four, you who are sometimes sad and sometimes angry, who sometimes feel your justice just do is not given you and your best efforts meet with lack of appreciation or even contempt give up these foolish thoughts they are too small and meaningless to occupy your holy minds an instant longer God's judgment waits for you to set you free his promises have guaranteed that his judgment and his alone will be accepted in the end it is your function to make that end be soon it is your function to hold it in your heart and offer it to all the world to keep it safe. Amen. And yes, we have time before the top of the hour, so the floor's is open. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Lori.
4: Thank you, dear Wim.
2: Thank you, Lord And everybody who read, this is Ida. I don't know how to give up those foolish thoughts completely and never have them again. But I want to. I want to get to a new paradigm, but it's not really new, of course. The one that Jesus shows us in this course.
0: Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida.
4: Thanks, Ida.
0: Thank you, Ida. (laughs) Thank you,
7: Ida. You'll get there. You'll get there.
4: It's oh, yes, guaranteed indeed. for you to get there. Yeah, it's guaranteed. 100%. Just
7: keep coming. Mm.
0: Oh, thank you. This is Patricia. You pull my voice out, you know. You all just so great to get tickled with these morning calls and the curriculum so alive in us. I got surprised that as this constant remains, for now it's eight years, you know, this, this constant eternal hum that um, keeps an empty brain. The surprise in it, though, was I had the, an idea that didn't, uh, do I do how to say this. Okay, um, it's always there. These thoughts have never left me. The constant has just entered to wrap itself around the flow of life. So so it's like these thoughts for me have never stopped. They've changed. They pass through an empty mind. So I found uh, it was a little annoying, actually, because I expected Um, this kind of constant peace that's just simply always saying this is the eternal presence did not eliminate anything, you guys. For me, I saw the other stuff even brighter and stronger and more emotional and more impactful. It was, for me, it's been that it has opened up to More light and more dark and light and dark and light and wrong and right melts away for just this dark and light that moves through this empty mind. So much in wonder. And I'll admit, I did think it was going to be a lot easier. But instead, it's just simply more alive. And it does command a full-time honoring of this constant hum. It doesn't make anything go away. Friends around here that we're getting used to it, we call it a fabric softener. Because uh, in this world, it's like the clouds or the weather, thoughts for me have not stopped passing through. And uh, the range is greater with the dark and light. But the amazement of knowing I haven't a clue and it's not my role. So I don't know what that chair did, but it's a confession of mine. I was expecting there to be this, the constant meant that in love with everything meant everything would suddenly you know, be ironed out. But instead, it's just got a fabric softener there. Just slippery and reforming and it's just simply the joy of saying, okay, I'd rather be this alive with all of it than something else Uh, this is the way it is so i'm sorry i'll be quiet now just trying to make it make sense because it really
5: doesn't
0: it's just more of everything and it's all constantly lovable even when it sometimes doesn't feel good thank you
4: amen thank you
0: that's a beautiful analogy patricia beautiful love it thank you yeah, thank you, Patricia.
4: This is Charles here, if I may. The first line of chapter 14 gives me the greatest comfort this morning in the reading. Can what has no beginning really end? There's just no beginning to what I am and no end to what I am in the eyes of God. Yet I can't comprehend that in the form I find myself in. And when I stare up into the heavens, I see the cloak of darkness that veils the light of God's love and shines the stars and heavens above and realize it's a dance between the darkness and light, between the limited and the infinite. And as I go into the stillness, into the quietness of my being, I get that sense of limitlessness, of quiet stillness, of certainty. But just a glimpse until I enter back in to the world in which I'm so conditioned to be in. But less how would you say, gripped, the world has gripped upon me? A little bit more dissolved is my belief in it. Uh, I love the stillness and quietness and sharingness of this group. And the beauty and the silence behind the sharing and the desire to be that which is. So again, can that which has no beginning really end? Thank you. Thank you, dear ones.
0: That was beautiful, Charles. Thank you, Charles.
2: Thank you, dear Charles. Um,
4: Yeah. Thank you for your heart. Thank you, dear ones
0: and what a beautiful segue you've given us to what am I (laughs) our thought for these last ten lessons so Fran um, thank you for the privilege that you give us to turn to every morning to lead our reflection I'm so grateful to turn it over to you now well thank you so much I feel like I have a privilege too, just to do this. I love it. Hi everybody. We are still in the second part of the workbook, and we have a new theme: What am I? And today's lesson is lesson 353. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have the one purpose: to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. I shall read from what am I. I am God's Son, complete and healed and whole, shining in the reflection of His love. In me is His creation sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In me is love perfected fear impossible and joy established with that opposite I am the holy home of God himself I am the heaven where his love resides I am his holy sinlessness itself for in my purity abides his own our use for words is almost over now yet in the final days of this one year we gave to God together you and I we found a single purpose that we shared. We are the bringers of salvation. We accept our part as saviors of the world, which through our joint forgiveness is redeemed, and this our gift is therefore given us. And from the oneness that we have attained, we call to all our brothers, asking them to share our peace and consummate our joy. We are the holy messengers of God who speak for him. Unless our minds are changed about the aim for which we came and which we seek to serve, we bring glad tidings to the Son of God who thought he suffered. Now is he redeemed. And as he sees the gate of heaven stand open before him, he will enter in and disappear into the heart of God. Now we'll go over to the lesson. Excuse me. Lesson 353. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose. To be given Christ. To use to bless the world with miracles. Father, I give all that is mine today to Christ To use in any way that best will serve the purpose that I share with him. Nothing is mine alone, for he and I have joined in purpose. Thus has learning come almost to its appointed end, and while I work with him to serve his purpose, then I lose myself in my identity and recognize that Christ is but myself. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 353, my eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose, to be given Christ, to use, to bless the world with miracles. Father, I give all that is mine today to Christ to use in any way that best will serve the purpose that I share with Him. Lesson 353, my eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose, to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. Amen. Oh, man. That's beautiful. Thank you, friend
4: Oh, man. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank, and thank you.
0: you.
7: Good morning,
4: Terrison.
7: I always get a kick out of reading this uh, commentary, what am I? It just, it hits home Um, in spite of my judgment on myself and that's critical, in spite of my judgment on myself. Jesus is telling me exactly who I am and what I am. And for me, it's about letting go of that judgment, on myself, on who I think I am. We spent almost 365 days reminding ourselves that we're not a body, that we're free, that we are as God created us. How come we can't just accept that? How come I can't just accept that? The first words of the comment, what am I? I am God's son. I am God's son. No equivocation. No ifs, and buts. It doesn't matter what I have thought about myself up to the moment that I uttered those words. I am God's son. It doesn't matter what I've done in this lifetime. It has absolutely no effect on my reality. I am God's Son. I am complete. I am healed. I am whole. I am shining in the reflection of His love. I love repeating that. And he goes on to describe me in ways that no one has ever said these things about me. I've never thought these things about me. And so... I've never believed that anyone could think of me as my creator thinks of me, and worse yet, I've never believed that I could think of myself as my creator thinks of me. That's the hurdle. I have to overcome. And that's what the course how the course is designed to teach me. In me is love perfected, fear impossible, joy is that is without opposite. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, I wish I could believe that in every moment of today. I am the holy home of God Himself. And where would God abide? Will God abide in the me that I have always thought I was? a sinful, wretched me, God abides in me, I am the heaven where his love resides, are you talking about me? I am his holy sinlessness itself, for in my purity abides his own are you talking about me, and Jesus gently says, "Yes, Harrison, I am thank you. I'm complete
4: thank you,
0: thank you, Harrison, yeah, it's great, thank you, Harrison. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful little meditation.
4: Beautiful indeed. I can share one comfort that I've received that's really helped me to deal with what I believe. And it says in the course of the introduction into the workbook, it says, Your belief is not required, it is your faith and your willingness to express your desire into the knowingness that will demonstrate itself to you. And that's what I heard you do, my friend. You expressed your desire, strength and strong. And your words reach unto the heart of God and my heart and all our hearts. And I'm truly blessed in all that you share. And I give thanks. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Charles. That's beautiful. Thank you, Charles.
7: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Charles.
4: Thank you.
2: Thank you, Charles. That is a beautiful name because... I've known other people by that name who were good people, and you are too. Thank you. I'm
4: complete. Thank you, dear one.
0: Oh, yes, thank you, everyone, for sharing. Hi, um, this morning it's Jude. This is fascinating. Been fascinating to me, and. Um, you know, how will the world end? What, what, can what has no beginning really end? Um, the world will end in an illusion as it began. Um, where's the one line that jumped out at me? The father of illusions is the belief that they have a purpose. They serve a need or gratify a want. The, um, you know, the text explains how um, we made the body in our in our desire to be separate, and that um the world arose as a witness to that separation. we We became perceivers seeking out of a need or to gratify a want, that the world held something outside of us that would give us more, make us more than God. And that's what idols are. The Course explains that, too. Um, So in perceiving, in pure perception, when we learn to not identify with our bodies, to identify, um, I can speak only for myself, but this is for everyone, that I'm not a perceiver, that I'm a knower, that I can know everything as Myself, and n- as I see it outside of myself, it's not—it's not—it does not have an effect on me because it is caused by me. It's perception wants something outside of my mind, so it projects it as outside of my mind, and and that the world no who was it, Charles? I think it was you that said that the world no longer holds a grip on me. My thinking about the world, um, my emotions and reaction to it, I, I no longer see it as um, something I need or want to be different. I accept it unconditionally as what it is. I no longer judge it. So the dream... Of, of of finding something outside of myself in the world, I'm released from that. I'm released from desiring or wanting anything outside of me. So I learn to appreciate what it is that um, makes me whole and complete, that everything is created as equally um, filled, contained, and um, created by God in order for me to love it. Everything is God's gift to me. There, isn't, there is no place where God is not. And in my intimacy with knowing it, touching it, feeling it, smelling it, um, embracing it, and welcome, I, 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 I know that there is no separation. There's no in-between me and anything in my experience of anything in the world and if it if it holds some aversion or resistance within me that that's the judgment that I need to get rid of if i'm a, If I have an aversion for something and I want to reject it, or I'm resistant to it and want to reject it. if I want anything to be different or other than the way it is, other than other than being the operative words to me that I do not make something other than me. I neither need it or, and depend upon it, nor am I rejecting it or resistant to it. I'm letting everything be, be God. I'm letting God be God. So that's when forgiveness is complete. Forgiveness is only only needed when I have stopped saying I'm something other than God. Only I can say that. I make an inside me and an outside world. And I I like and I dislike. That's not the problem. The problem is saying it should be otherwise. It should be other than that. I can like or dislike anything I want, but wanting it to be different from me, because everything is me. Someone said that, the light and the darkness. The light and the darkness shines in all of us, or doesn't shine in us, but when we let go of all the darkness, this is when the sin and the sickness and the, the pain and the suffering, when we no longer... Acknowledge it as a part of us. That's not me. Netty, netty, it's not me. I'm going to let that go. It's not a holy thought in a holy mind that God created me as one with him. Whatever is not right, whatever is not true, whatever is not pure, whatever is not holy, whatever is not worthy of praise, whatever is not worthy of praise, whatever is not excellent, all that all that thought is in the mind of God. He created us perfect, pure and holy, worthy of praise, excellent, kind, loving, caring, helpful. No sadness, no sorrow. The world and all its sorrow will end when rightly judged by his judgment. So, the illusions of orders of difficulty is an obstacle. So, passing by the dream, seeing it's a dream of separation, seeing it's a a dream of differences, what could be different? What could be wrong-minded? And what is right-minded? What is in the right mind That's closest to the knowledge of the God. And bits and pieces of wrong-mindedness or bits and pieces of right-mindedness will still seem sensible. The ending of the world cannot be grasped by those not yet prepared to leave the world and go beyond its tiny reach. The, The letting go of the world is the letting go of the illusion of the world the illusion of a separate self created the illusion of a world separate from itself. And all the conflict and all the war and all the pain and the suffering that, that a separate self thinks it needs to get something outside of itself and all the grasping and attachment and the fight and the conflict that arise from that. So I love this. I love this reading today. It clarifies the thought system of God from the thinking thinking of the ego, the small, limited-mindedness of the ego. And I, You know, to, to know what heaven is, we can't know it because it's not an object that can be named, imaged, described, defined. It's beyond that. The reality is beyond words and symbols and it's something that we know by being in and i love the way it talks about holding only god's judgment in my heart and offering it to the world to hold it to my heart and offer it to all the world it reminds me of in the text where it says the holy spirit teaches me how to offer the kingdom back to the kingdom to love it all unconditionally and to overlook its mistaken beliefs about itself. That we are spirit, mind purely in the service of the spirit, the one spirit, the one Holy Spirit of God, the one Son of God, in unity, in grace with our Father, our Creator. That there's the peace that we are, the happiness that we are, the joy that we are, is inherent in the spirit is what we are. It's not a state of mind. It's, it's not a changeable, alterable state of mind. It's a constant, consistent, inalterable, boundaryless, formless, without end. One source that creates only like itself. So herein, holy are we, eternal, free and whole, peace forever in the heart of God. In the heart of God. (laughs) But um, one last thing, and I'll stop here. To learn to be quiet, for his voice is heard in stillness. And his judgment comes to all who stand aside in quiet stillness and wait for him. That stillness is God. Quietness is God. Love to all Enjoy to all. Restoring the kingdom to the kingdom. That's why we're here. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you,
2: Judy. Thank you, Judy.
0: What a, what
2: Thank you Judy. Love it. Thank you, Judy. Love it. Thank you. You know too. a lot, Judy. <laughs> you know a lot, and you're able to share it in a coherent form, um, more in more than just half a minute, like I do. <laughs> That's great.
7: I right, saw so just a lot, Judy. I'm not a perceiver. I'm a knower. Right, fine. Thank you.
0: Amen. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Harrison. Great highlight. Thanks, Harrison.
1: Well this is Micah. Uh, I'm. Uh, I ca- I was kind of hesitating um, because I kind of wanted this to become more experiential, because I, I can weave concepts pretty well and 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 um, not be experiencing it. And I, I really wanted to experience this more. And but maybe by sharing it, it will become more real. But I, it, at least it was turning the lens of awareness in, in the, the direction of mind. And um, where that started to happen for me in the reading was in paragraph two, where it says, "I it, the world will not be destroyed, nor attacked, nor even touched. It will merely cease to seem to be. And that took me to, to those experiences where the awareness is lifted out of body identification and and moves into this this one mind that we share with god and and that one mind is actually projecting the dimension of time space and forms in time space and um and and there the world uh just ceases to seem to be it still does its dance uh The identification is pulled way out of the petri dish completely and um but those those experiences don't last very very long and then the awareness is suddenly falls back down into the petri dish and becomes identified as some kind of little like a little bacteria or something moving around you know (laughs) this if we want to use that metaphor anyway the um but it made me want to look at, at, at mind and let's see if I want to tie this, um, yeah, <clears throat> this idea of mind and, and some of the passages and I, so I wanted to again make it real, this experience of mind and lift out of body identification. So I, you know, these are my some of my favorite quotes about mind and I read them quite a bit, but they're they're worth meditating on maybe every minute of the day, you know. Uh, And so here's one. Yet I do want to share my mind with you because we are of one mind and that mind is ours. Be only this mind everywhere because only this is everywhere and in everything. It is everything because it encompasses all things within itself. Blessed are you who perceive only this because you perceive only what is true. And then when we move into mind, cause and effect are one. You, you you can't really separate. Well, there is this kind of separation from the dream, but, but the dream is an extension of that mind and cause and effect are one that way. Um, See what and what has been given you the knowledge that you are mind in mind capital M mind and purely mind, sinless forever, wholly unafraid because you were created out of love. Um, so that movement, you know, into just you know to sit and 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 like invite an experience through the higher self or Holy Spirit of uh, a revelation of that I am mind instead of being totally body identified. And I I like the soft approach, too, of a kind of divided attention where there's an awareness feeling what it means to have a body in space-time, not trying to break out of it, but to really embrace it. And then just to gently sense this river of mind, you know, permeating everywhere and in everything, you know, projecting holographically this whole time-space. And so just a couple other quotes on uh, this relationship of a very creative mind. Um, Let's see, you must... You must relinquish your investment in the world as you have projected it, allowing the Holy Spirit to project the real world to you from the altar of God. It's, it's all a projection of co- of consciousness, like our dreams at night. Um, let's see, you know, decide, but to accept your. Rightful place as co-creator of the universe. That's a good introduction into this next line. The world was made as a projection outward of God. The world was made as an outward projection of God. We're a thought in the mind of God. Um, Let's see. Um, And then this one here. Let no appearance... Of my sins obscure the light of heaven shining on the world. What is reflected there is in God's mind. And the mind creates all things that are. Uh, Anyway, I think, yeah, I think I'm done. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Very, very beautiful. Thank you, Micah. Well, I really Mike. appreciated your emphasis on projection. Thank you.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
2: Thank you, Micah, so much. I really like that.
1: Oh, that's good. Oh, I just did did find two two other quotes I meant to share. One was from the course of love, and one was mastery. Uh, Let's see. Just as your mind does not exist outside of oneness, your experience here is but an extension of mind into a realm in which experience can occur. Just as your mind does not exist outside of oneness, your experience here is but an extension of mind into a realm in which experience can occur. That goes on. It says, your ego has made of this something different than it is. Rather than an extension of mind, your experience has become a projection of ego. And then one last one from Mastery. Uh, For where you are, I am and where I am, you are. We abide there in the one mind, birthed from the very heart of Abba, or God. Though the dimensions of creation are infinite, they abide within the mind, or the field of consciousness that we share as one, and that, that's the truth of our magnitude. Anyway, I'm done now,
0: thanks. Thank you for those, too. Thanks,
2: Micah. Thank you, Micah. As Lee would say, excellent, Micah. Thank you so much. (laughs) That was great. Thank you.
1: Mm -hmm. Good old Lee.
3: Good morning. This is Sandra. And for me, this reading. Sure. Re- Oops.
4: This, good uh, okay.
3: um, this reading in this text. Um, to, for me, it, to simplify it, and, and and from my understanding, it's about, you know, when I thought that I separated from God, and it was just a thought. It was a mistaken thought because it's impossible to separate from my Creator. I got scared, and then I thought that the only way to keep myself safe is to judge. And as soon as I started judging, I usurped God's position as God, as my creator. And I created a mess, innocently, didn't know any better, I created a mess. And my creator loved me so much. He, she gave me a way back by giving me the Holy Spirit. And all I have to do is stop judging. And if I catch myself judging, to turn it over to the Holy Spirit. Because this book tells me I will judge. Because I've, this has been going on for, for, for millions of years, this judgment thing. But it's saying that I have a way out, that I don't even have to try to fix that myself. All I have to do is to realize that I'm judging, realize how much it makes me miserable and makes me feel separate and alone and isolated, and just stop it. Okay. And if I can't, I have this Holy Spirit that I can turn it over to, and, and then I just have to trust that it will be stopped sooner or later all i have to do is keep asking holy spirit give me the willingness to forgive myself and everybody else i'm complete
7: thank you
0: thank you sandra
7: thank you sandra thank you sandra
2: Great summary, Sandra. Thank
4: you. Charles here, if I may. I just want to share that being here in relationship with you guys and hearing your desires and your real love for and desire to share in with um, is really helping me to integrate, emerge, and I think the relationship, it, for me, really enhances my desire and strengthens my resolve, and so I do appreciate all the sharing and all the desires being felt deep within, so I just wanted to share that, give thanks, Amen.
0: Amen. We do so strengthen each other. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. Thank you, Charles.
7: go ahead. again. So, go ahead.
2: Okay. Go for it. All right. Here, Here we are doing all this again today, except not really again because time is an illusion. It's a mental construct. It's an ego construct. Thank you. I'm complete.
7: Thank you. Thank you, I um, I just want to say is that I'm sharing the same blue sky you are. I'm in Phoenix at the moment, so we're looking at the same sky.
2: Oh, that's Um, so beautiful, Harrison.
7: Thank you for sharing that with me um in this section, how will the world end you know this is this is so important to me um because you know for for all of the year uh, there have been lessons and readings that talked about the world and uh, in some ways the the quote unquote world uh, has become a villain you know that my problem is the world Um, and the world I see and Uh, We course students have uh, long and passionate discussions about the nature of the world. Um, And uh, what it all comes down to, according to the manual, is that the world does not and has not ever existed.
0: Amen. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but that's a problem for some of us <laughs> because we 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 are interested in the world. Um, I'm in Arizona visiting with my youngest son and uh, his wife and two daughters. And, uh, you know, I have lots of grandchildren, but most of them are male. And so uh, being able to share time and space with these two little granddaughters has just been an absolute joy for me. Um, and, you know, to feel unbridled love and appreciation without judgment lets me know that it's possible for me, too. I can feel that way. But in order for me to get there, you know, I've sort of built up, created this world. I've I've created my experience here from the time I began to see myself as Harrison as separate from that moment on. My whole experience is my creation. And the hardest thing for me has been taking responsibility for that because there are things that I've said and done that I'd rather not own. But what the course has helped me understand is yes, I did those things, but they had no effect. Because the thing that was doing those things the me that was doing those things does not exist in truth. And I was like, wow. The, the thing that was doing those things did not and does not exist in truth. The 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 place in which those things were done did not and does not exist in truth. I did those things in the world, and they only that that world is a figment of my imagination. Now, that was a pretty big leap for me because with that leap goes all of the separate bodies that I see in this world, including my two beautiful little granddaughters. But what I know is that they represent a spirit. They represent spirit. And that spirit exists and is one with my spirit and one with God. That is the most important understanding and appreciation that I could have. So, holding on to experiences in the world, holding on to... um, my relationships in the world, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. Holding on to all of that is what binds me to this world. And, and it's okay. It's okay. Okay no big deal, it's up to me to decide whether or not I want to continue in the way things have always gone, dealing with the world on its terms, or whether or not I want to be where I am as God created me. And that's a choice. No one forces your eye to do anything. It's completely our decision, my decision. But with that decision, comes everything you know if if I decide for the world then I get it all of the world the good the bad the ugly if I decide for God for heaven I get it all of it but it's a stark choice It's not one that I can go back and forth on. It's one or the other. So, I can accept what he's telling me and how the world within will end. How will the world end? And... He just basically says it's never, it never existed in the first place. It will end in an illusion because it began as an illusion. It was never there. All the things you ever did, all the bad stuff, the good stuff, whatever it was, everything you ever did, in the world, never happened. Ah, thank you, God. Amen. Thank I you. I accept your illusion of mercy. Thank you. I'm complete. Ooh,
2: I love you. Harris, thank you so you, Harrison. much, Harrison. That was great. That you was a tour de force. To and I was thinking some of the same things right before you said them. Our, mind, our minds are joined, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. And I say, when you look at your grandchildren and the undying love you have for them, and the undying love you have for them, and they for you, they have no past or future with you. They reflect back you, you, your innocence. They reflect back you, their true love and God's true love and how God sees you in all your radiance and beauty and completion. Thank God for those we have our undying relationships with, who truly notice the inner radiance and reflect it back to us. Thank you, Harrison, so dearly and so deeply for your sharing. Thank you again. Amen. It's
0: beautiful, Charles. Thank you. Yeah. That's yes, really. Thank
7: you, Charles. Thank you. Thank you. I'm back at you. Everything. And I
2: want grandchildren.
7: Mm. <laughs> I got. I
0: got six. <laughs> I got six. Yeah.
2: That's wonderful.
0: Good morning, everyone. This is Lori, and uh, I'm so grateful to be in the company of uh, so many mighty companions this morning. Uh, I really enjoy these two sections, and in so many ways, um, they're means and ends to each other. (laughs) Because when judgment when my judgment of myself falls away, and i accept I accept the truth of the final judgment um, both in concepts and in experience, it's demonstrated to me that um everything I thought the world was was a projection of my own mistaken thoughts about myself and I was looking back this morning on those first 50 review lessons because um, the first share this morning reminded me of, of a quote I just love it's in review lesson 56 and the quote is I would let the door behind the world be opened for me i 've left the world door behind the world to be opened for me and and it follows on all those first um, twenty five lessons about i 've given everything I see all the meaning that it has for me and um, all the mistaken thoughts that flow out of um, judgment and. Uh, well, the world I see is a form of vengeance. He says. Above all else, I want to see differently. I want to see differently. I would let the door behind the world be opened for me, so that I can see a world that reflects my father's love and care. And so, these these two sections, um, I didn't count them, but I think if you counted them you'd find um, many instances of the word function and purpose also in today's lesson and also in the What Am I? Uh, And when I thought about that, um, I I recalled um, sitting on my bed one time when I was 13 years old, and the teacher had invited us to write an essay., <laughs> "What an essay!" At 13 years old. The teacher had invited us to write an essay about what we think we're here for. What do you think you're here for?" And, and I remember um, falling into uh, kind of a really quiet place at that time. <laughs> and, oh my God! I don't think I can talk about it now, but, um, there was a really popular song by Elvis Presley, and the song went something like, "Another little child is born in the ghetto. another yeah. little child is born in the ghetto, yeah, in the ghetto, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Charles. And I remember um dedicating myself at that time that no one should be left so lost and alone. So I'm so, so, so grateful for this Course in Miracles that teaches me to let go of judgment of myself and accept atonement for myself. I just love that. I just love that. Um See through my tears a minute here. The world will end <laughs> The world will end in joy because its purpose was a place of sorrow. The world will end in peace because without the purpose of war, there is peace. and the world will end in laughter, because weeping is without purpose. When I accept God's judgment, holy are you, eternal and all at peace forever in the heart of God. All the errors in my mind that projected a world of sorrow, of war, of weeping are corrected. And with that correction, The world that I thought it was projected from my mind's errors um, he says becomes real world which is momentary but Harrison when you reflect on the love that you experience in this momentary happy dream I realize that this is what he's talking about we have a purpose we have a holy function I looked back for one of my most favorite quotes of all is mind can only serve he says your mind can only serve and when I elect to share the purpose of forgiveness of freedom of happiness oh my function is happiness when I choose to share the function of unity. Everything is given me. Everything. The world that seemed to be my experience as an ego of separation, of suffering, of loss, guilt, shame, fear, all the things that colored the world and projected onto it. My mistakes are corrected when my mistaken idea of myself is corrected. I was thinking this morning about the laws of chaos. And the first law of chaos is that truth is different for everyone. <laughs> truth is different for everyone. But no, there's only illusion and there's only truth and of these two only one is true. <laughs> you know. Um, and did you notice in today's lesson, uh, talked about the illusion of forgiveness? I let the illusion of forgiveness lay upon the world that my mistaken ideas about myself seem to make. holy are you eternal free and whole, safe in the heart of god it's not complete it's not complete until we call to all our brothers to join us in our freedom and consummate our joy it's not complete it's not complete if one mind feels outside of the blessing of forgiveness and so I have a purpose. And it's this purpose that gives everything all the meaning that my coming has for me to find and fulfill that function. And no longer serve um separation. In truth mind can only serve. You see, when my mind was not serving It was a shell just an empty shell I wasn't really living but when I found my purpose and realized that blessing can come from me and as a consequence another one who thought he was forgotten is remembered then I know that there's nothing else I want It's not enough until I share it. You see, holiness, he doesn't, I mean, the word holy is used in this work many, many, many times. But a definition of it is only found in one place that I can find, and that's in chapter 14, the 15th paragraph, where he says, holiness must be shared, for therein lies everything that makes it holy until it's shared universally we have a function we can fulfill here and I'm so 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 grateful that a purpose gives my meaning all it gives my coming all it has there are no mistakes in creation no mistakes. whether the world you know exists or not is is a conceptual discussion to me but love exists love exists and every miracle of love is straight from the heart of God to the heart of God everything in creation is imbued with spirit and when my eyes can see that I know joy I know laughter I know peace I'm complete
4: Great, that was great. Thank you, Lori. Big smile on my face for a moment. That was beautiful. Thank you so much.
7: Fantastic. Thank you, Lori. As usual. As usual. (laughs) As usual.
4: More and more each day. Thank you.
0: Oh, yeah. It's all about bringing illusions to truth, huh? That's where I thought to close the call this morning.
4: Mm-hmm. That's what a relationship is, yeah.
0: Then, chapter 14, it says, Merely by being what it is, does truth release you from everything that it is not. The atonement is so gentle, you need but whisper to it, and all its power will rush to your assistance and support. You are not frail with God beside you. In the temple, holiness waits quietly for the return of them that love it. The presence knows they will return to purity and grace. In this world, you can become a spotless mirror, in which the holiness of your creator shines forth from you to all around you. You can reflect heaven here you need but leave the mirror clean and clear of all the images of hidden darkness you've drawn upon it and God will shine upon it of himself only the clear reflection of himself can be perceived upon it reflections are seen in light and the reflection of God needs no interpretation clean but the mirror and the message which shines forth from what the mirror holds out for everyone to see no one can fail to understand the response of holiness to any form of error is always the same there is no contradiction in what holiness calls forth it's one response is healing without regard to what is brought to it those who have learned to offer only healing because of the reflection of holiness in them already at last for heaven. Their holiness is not a reflection but the actual condition of what was reflected to them here. God is no image and His creations as part of Him hold Him in them in truth. They do not merely reflect truth for they are truth. We have a holy, holy function. Amen.
2: Thank you, Lori, and Um, everyone.
0: Yeah, thank thank you, you. Lori.
2: Thank Thank you, you, Lori. I
0: love you guys.